In your corner with Core Physical Therapy, my name is Scott McKenzie, and this podcast is uniquely positioned. And what I mean by that, we bring the medical industry, the medical professionals to you, and we talk about better pain management, we talk about rehab after surgery, we talk about improved mobility, and we talk about preventative care, and you know what else? We talk about so much more on this particular podcast. Now, thank you for joining this podcast, so let's get on with the interview. All right, welcome to In Your Corner with Cora Physical Therapy. Remember to go out to CoraPhysicalTherapy.com. It's a great location. It's a great website. And you know what? At Cora, they treat everybody. Well, let me just start over again because I'm reading it, but I didn't read it well. At Cora, everyone is welcome. Yes. Everyone is respected. Respect me on this call, right, in this, this podcast. And everyone is supported to achieve success. And I've met many Cora professionals, and I agree with that 100%. We have a great panel. We always have a great panel. Why wouldn't we have a great panel? And uh, this panel, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, pelvic pain. Now, if you know me, you know that uh, uh, this is a challenge for me, but uh, we've got professionals to be able to answer questions, and and uh, and I'm excited about it. But before we get into that, let's do a little uh, uh, circle around introduction, starting with you, Dr. Jonicky. Did I get the name right? Did you I nail the one. name? You nailed it. You nailed it. So, hi, um, I am Dr. Janaki Natarajan. I am a board certified physiatrist or physical medicine and rehabilitation specialist. Uh, I, I've been in practice for, goodness, over 15 years. And I practice here in the Chicagoland area. Um, I currently am practicing for Pelvic Rehabilitation Medicine. It is a private practice organization located in downtown Chicago. Uh, favorite restaurant in Chicago, Dr. Jonicky. <laughs> um, oh, goodness. That one's, a, that one's a tough one. I'm a, I'm a pizza girl, so I like uh, Lou Malnati's. I, I can eat pizza every day. Andrea, do you agree with that? That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, very good. Then, then, then now you take the floor. Give us a little background, Andrea, on uh, on who you are. Pizza lover, uh, so too. Yeah. So I'm a physical therapist. Um, this is a little over three years. Um, I work in Winneka, um, but I do live in in the city of Chicago as well. Um, I focus mostly on orthopedics and pelvic floor rehab um, and have also specialized in lymphedema as well. Um, but um, yeah. Been here, been at, been with Cornell for a little over a year now. Oh wow, that's that's not that long. You, no, it's not. <laughs> you, no, not at all. That's that's pretty good. And last but not least, with the grace, the great view, Kyle, give us a background. And do you agree with the pizza uh, choice? Yeah, the pizza choice is great. I moved to Chicago about a year ago, so I'm not quite ready to make a call on what my favorite restaurant is. Uh, I want to just keep exploring a little bit more. Uh, um, well, but, politically well played. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I uh, practice uh, downtown in the West Loop of Chicago. I manage a clinic there. Um, my primary uh, mode of practice would be orthopedics, but um, over the past year, I've gotten more involved in uh, treating male pelvic health, uh, which I found to be <clears throat> the most kind of unique niche that I've gotten into since I've started. I, I got to ask the question. What, what did you say? What did you say? The unique niche? What was that? Like male pelvic floor. 
isn't that it? Okay, yeah, there's something yeah. there. Let's go. That is a niche. <laughs> for sure, for sure. It's definitely the most <clears throat> off the path that I've gone since I've picked up skills since I graduated. Oh, very good, man. All right. Let's sort of level set on on we're talking pelvic pain. We're talking about what this is all about. We're talking hopefully we're going to be talking about solutions. And honestly, sitting on this side outside of New Orleans, um I I've I've never experienced any pelvic pain. Dr. Jonicky, can you sort of sort of lay that out? What what does that look like? What is what does uh, pelvic pain look like if I'm a patient? How do you how do you start talking to me about it and say, gosh, I got the pain here. Talk to me. Yeah. So chronic pelvic pain or even acute pelvic pain, it's pain that resides anywhere from your belly button between your hips um, into your thigh region. And it can be uh, different for both men and women, right? Anyone with a pelvis. Um, For women, it tends to be a deep seated, like lower abdomen, um, abdominal region, pelvic region, um, sometimes even into the vaginal region pain. Um, It can present with a number of different um, complaints. So patients can complain of burning sensations in those areas. They can complain of urinary frequency, urinary burning, urgency, those type of symptoms, bowel dysfunction. So whether it be irritable bowel type um, complaints or constipation, diarrhea, um, and and all of those go along with the any kind of pelvic um, problem. In men, it's a little bit different. Um, sometimes they they report it, it feeling like a headache, the, the classic like headache in the pelvis. It uh, feels like a dull pain. Um, they can feel testicular pain, uh, penile pain, burning uh, with urination, um, a- along with the, all the other bowel problems such as constipation, diarrhea. Um, so it, it presents differently in both um, both groups, but some there's some overlap there. So that, that's good. Thanks. Uh, talk to us about some of the, I mean, sources of pain. I, I mean, what, what, common. What 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 exists out there? How how do I don't I don't even know. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not riding a horse. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, great question. So for women, you know, we always want to make sure we're not missing something underlying gynecological. So um, any of the uh, potential gynecologic etiologies such as endometriosis, fibroids, uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, those can all potentially lead to pelvic pain, uh, pregnancy, postpartum um, issues, uh, hormonal imbalance in our postpartum and even menopausal women can cause dysfunction with the muscles and nerves and tissue in that region. So those are common reasons for women. Um, some of our um, women that are um, highly athletic, um, hip issues, hernia issues, a lot of times the males, um, compl- uh, number one reason why we, we tend to think with a male that comes in with pelvic pain is we want to rule out um, any potential underlying hernias or hip impingements, labral tears. Um, obviously, prostatitis um, can play a role um, in any like athletic injuries to that region. So you, you, you find these sources and you're saying, okay, hey, I'm... I'm, I'm- I'm filtering this out. I'm filtering this out. And we're really zoning in on some on on pelvic issues. 
With that said, doctor, what, then what do you do? What, what, what is the typical, okay, we've ruled that out. We've ruled this out. And we just like, yeah, here it is. So what do we do? So first line in, in any treatment uh, program is we want to be as conservative as possible and get patients plugged in with a pelvic floor physical therapist. Um, and that's where, you know, they're wonderful um, in, in being knowledgeable of the muscles and nerves um, that uh, are in that region. And so we always refer to uh, pelvic floor trained physical therapists. Um, so that's one, the first line treatment approach. Um, the other things that we can, we can augment physical therapy with are um, different types of nerve medications that might help uh, with nerve dysfunction in that area. And, and so you, 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 you forward it on, you're saying, okay, yeah, you've got these challenges. This is it. We've, we've zeroed in on the diagnosis of what's taking place. And then you hand it over to Andrea. Uh, Andrea. Now what? What do we? What do we do? How do we? How do we begin to resolve or bring this individual back to some sort of uh, semblance of uh, comfort? Right. So treatment's going to depend on you know how what the evaluation shows when they come in for the first day. Um, the evaluation is pretty in depth. We're looking at um, not just pelvic floor but the surrounding area, so the hips, the low back their posture, the way they're breathing, um, hip mobility issues, glute strength issues. Um, that's all kind of the external stuff. And um, then we're also gonna look internally at the pelvic floor. So um, we will usually perform some sort of internal pelvic floor muscle exam, looking at muscles just like we would examine any other muscle, strength, endurance, tenderness, tension, coordination issues, pain, all of that stuff. Um, and then from there, we kind of, you know, create an individualized treatment approach for each person because it really is pretty, it's person to person. It's no one size fits all. It's pretty individualized to each one for males and females. Yeah. Well, for males, it would be more of a, we would, uh, it's an anorectal exam. Very good. All right, uh, Kyle, if I, if I come in and, and the doc, Dr. Jonicky said, yeah, you got to go see Kyle. And I'll say, okay, I got to go see Kyle. Dr. Jonicky says, yeah, this is sort of what it looks like. Help me understand what type of treatment I would receive from a, from a male perspective, because clearly you, you, you know how to do that. What's going on? Uh, so it really just depends, honestly, uh, what it is that's causing the issues, what kind of symptoms you have. As Andrea alluded to, it could be something orthopedic that's presenting in the genital region. Um, for example, you can get scrotal pain from uh, hip flexor sensitivity. So <clears throat> instead of just directly going there, I do a full screen just to make sure it's not coming from that hip flexor. Um, but the first thing I usually do is I'll consult with the doctor. So I would consult with Dr. Najara and just get her opinion. What do you think it is? Um, what have you looked at? What stands out to you? Uh, and then a lot of my investigatory work will start with uh, my history, <clears throat> kind of asking them, how did it start? Do you know? What kind of symptoms are you getting? Um, I ask about pain, but I always ask about other associated symptoms as well, because oftentimes you'll get other things, like, like constipation. Um, sometimes patients will get like spasms, uh, up, you know, kind of near their, their rectum. So uh, it just those type of questions will kind of guide my treatment. And then from there, um, as far as the treatment plan goes, uh, it really comes down to the comfortability of the individual. Uh, a lot of this is 
you know, a region that's not super mainstream and some people can have aversions to thinking about an internal exam, right? So, um, a really, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> the first to raise my hand. Yeah. 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 So, unless you're over 50 and you've had, uh, you know, a colonoscopy or a rectal exam, it's probably something that you haven't experienced since maybe your mother took care of you as a, as a you know, as a child. So, um, I really try to see the comfort level of the patient, let them know, uh, you know, what's, what in, is involved with the process and then just kind of go with that from there. Dr. Jonicky, uh, that's great. We, uh, uh, let me just sort of clarify. If I did, if, the, if I went to uh, the, the therapist and we went through the exercise, um, Andrea, I know it's, it's case by case, but typically when can I start to sort of feel better? Well, um, in terms of pain, um, everyone's a little bit different, but I usually like to make sure that someone's feeling at least a little bit of relief after the first week or two, um, or at least some, it doesn't even have to be relief of the pain, but relief in some sort of their symptoms, whether it's the constipation, um, the urgency of urination, the urinary leakage, the the, the, um, the, the pain, anything like that. I like to make sure that they're seeing some change within after the first week or two, um, because that makes us, you know, we're on the right track. We want to make sure that they're progressing. Um, but as far as the actual, you know, if it, with just the pain itself, that can take, that can take a quite a bit more time to resolve, um, over the, over the weeks of rehab. So Dr. Jonicky, a question comes to mind because I'm 60. And you're saying to yourself, Scott, how that you don't look 60. Yeah, I, I am. I'm 60. But then there's a lot of little aches and pains that I, I experience. I work out all the time, you know, whatever it might be. What are some of the more serious challenges that you'll see from a, a, a pelvic perspective? I think the, some of the challenges are when, when patients don't know exactly where to go with their symptomatology. For instance, if, you, if you're someone who, who complains of urinary frequency, sometimes patients think that it's normal to have to go to the bathroom every hour, and that's not normal. And they'll, they'll write it off as, I drink a lot of water, or I have a small bladder, and in, in essence, that's not, not normal. Um, if you're waking up uh, to have to go to the bathroom um, two, three times a night, you know, unless you're over the age of 65, that's really not... Uh, shouldn't be happening. And so a lot of times that can can lead us to thinking of pelvic floor dysfunction. Um, but a lot of patients hmm. don't know that, right? No. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. And I, and I know that there has to be an education going on here because this is such a unique topic that I, I guarantee you people don't know about. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. The other, you know, the, you know, pain with intercourse, that is, is often a challenge because sometimes it's, it's, it's a difficult topic to bring up. It's a difficult thing to come to your, to a provider and say, Hey, this is what's going on. And is this normal, not normal? And what can I do about it? So sometimes seeking help is a big challenge for a lot of patients. So with that said, how do we, how do we educate it? Of course, we're doing a podcast. We're talking about it. We're, we're elevating the conversation. But uh, why? What do we need to do to uh, elevate this conversation to be more mainstream? Because, quite frankly, you know, you're right. Uh, we're talking about things that, well, I don't want people to touch me down there. You know, mm -hmm. I just don't. It's just uncomfortable. 
Absolutely. You know, I, I feel like one of the biggest complaints patients uh, bring to me is that I've seen so many providers about this or I've seen no provider. So it's one or the, the, the two. Um, one, if they've got um, urinary uh, symptoms, they've gone to urologists, they've maybe talked to their primary care, they've had workups, and a lot of the workups are negative. So they don't have your, a urinary tract infection, they have their bladder looks fine. And so it's sometimes written off as, you know, anxiety, or it's in your head kind of kind of feeling. And in which, unfortunately, you know, it's, it's because the awareness is not out there that the pelvic floor and the muscles and nerves in that region are actually um, upregulated and are firing at a higher rate um, usually, and that is what is leading to the dysfunction. And so, um, and along with that, you know, if they go see their gastroenterologist with lots of bowel complaints and, and workup is essentially negative and normal, you know, again, the, the road ends there sometimes for patients. And that's the, that's the problematic piece is in medicine, things are very, um, separated into specialties. Yes. And so every doctor, looks through their lens, urologist looks through their lens, orthopedics looks through the, their lens. And sometimes it's difficult to see things in a, in a different, you know, in a more uh, holistic whole body approach. It and seems to me that that, that a, a, a pelvic conversation does involve a more holistic approach. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're addressing multiple, or are you trying to eliminate or you're trying to figure it out more than I, I, I mean, I've, we've experienced the specialist. It's like, yeah, I got an elbow problem. There it is right there. I got the elbow. This seems to be far more um, complex when you're trying to look at all of the elements associated with what, what we're, we're trying to provide care. Um, Kyle, real quick, are there, because we, we struggle with trying to figure it out. It's like, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I have this issue. I have this, are there things that we can do going forward uh, to, to help us with sort of the self-treatment type of uh, approach to pelvic, or is it just really something, hey, I got to go to Dr. Janicki, I got to figure this out, I got to get the right approach. Is there something that we can do uh, on, a, on, on a personal level? Um, so I think first and foremost, if you start having symptoms like you know, urinary frequency, um, bowel issues, I would see a doctor kind of no matter what. So there's a lot of medical underlying conditions that could yeah. be more sinister in nature. So it is a good idea to at least get a consult there first and just instead of just assuming it's uh, a muscular dysfunction. Um, so I would always kind of advise that if something stirs up that in that regard. And also another a great exam would be a good idea as well from a therapist. Because <clears throat> when we do our exams, we kind of look, we try to poke the bear essentially. Um, we try to find that structure. We try to reproduce the symptoms that you have. And, and by doing so, um, not only can we kind of help you hone in on what you're going to treat, uh, but, you know, we can save you a lot of time and show you how to do it correctly. These are very sensitive structures. So although they are muscles, you don't want to go in on your levator ani the same way that you would go in on your hamstring or your quad. It's not going to respond the same, and you might end up causing more discomfort than than good. Andrew, I I like yoga. Is yoga good for my pelvic uh, area? Yeah. So 
one big, th- one common denominator that I see with majority of the, the people that I've worked with is <clears throat> anxiety, some type of anxiety, um, stress, high stress levels. That is almost, almost always a comorbidity when I treat uh, men's pelvic health. Yes. Uh, so doing something like yoga where you can kind of downregulate that systemic nervous system uh, can really calm down everything and will eventually kind of flow its way down into the pelvis. So, Did, uh, Andre, do you do you agree with that? I mean, uh, stress, I, I just how does stress translate into that? Yeah, so I do agree. Um, that's one of the more common things I see with pelvic floor dysfunction, amongst other things, is high stress, anxiety, or history of depression. Um, I like oh. the way I explain it to most people is we like to hold tension in a few common places: our jaw, so jaw clenching, oh. shoulders, our neck, sometimes you know butt clenching, and then our pelvic floor. Um, the only difference is is that you know, these other things we can usually see, right? Like we look in the mirror and we're like, oh my God, my shoulders are up to here. My neck is here. I'm clenching my jaw. So people tend to self-correct that a lot faster versus with pelvic floor. Sometimes you don't really notice you're doing that until you start having the dysfunction. However, that comes off as is pain or impaired coordination. So you're getting leakage, um, anything like that. Um, So that's why it's usually caught a little bit, you know, a little later, um, but people do tend to hold tension in, in their pelvic floor and they just, they don't really realize it. No, I know I get stressed out. I, I know I'm not, maybe I'm not that sensitive. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I yeah, should be. I mean, that's, like, and that's why it's a good reason to kind of like, um, like Dr. John, he was saying, like, you're looking at the whole person, like, you know, how is their posture? Are they clenching? Are they, do they show other signs of high levels of stress? You know, do they need to, have a conversation about, you know, seeking other care too, to help manage their stress and anxiety. Um, and that's really looking at the whole person as well. Now, Dr. Jonicky, do you, do you take that all into consideration when somebody comes to you and said, Hey, I got some challenges down here. Help me evaluate what's going on. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times with pain comes anxiety. Yeah. Um, you, you know, if you're dealing with chronic pain, especially in that region, anxiety almost comes 90 plus percent of the time. Um, we unconsciously clench. Um, and it's kind of a protective mechanism, right? You're kind of guarding yourself from, oh. from pain, but you're in actuality worsening your condition. And so um, one of the things that we, we promote is uh, mindfulness, meditation, relaxation techniques. Um, physical therapy works on diaphragmatic breathing um, to help relax the pelvic floor. Uh, cognitive behavioral therapists, that's a whole you know, um, area where these therapists can help patients work on the, the mind-body connection and, and relaxation techniques. So I'm, I'm a big gomer for breathing, breathing <laughs> techniques, and, uh, doing that. I, and, and boy, it, it really works well. If you, if you go through a, a sort of a structured approach to breathing and all that, and after the, after the, the, the end of the, the structure, you're, you're, you're pretty relaxed. My, yeah. my pelvic area is fine. <laughs> so, so to, to wrap it up, did we, I mean, We've talked about the assessment. We've talked about the conditions around it. We talked about some treatments. 
And how many people, and, and this is to you, um, Dr. Jonicky, because it's not really talked about from a from a population perspective, give us some ideas of, of how many people are really trying to, they're dealing with challenges like this. And it's, I would say, you know, for, for women, I think, you know, uh, with uh, potential underlying gynecologic um, etiologies, the numbers are still not there, but I would say a good 25% of women. Um, there can be other muscle dysfunction um problems in that area that, um, for instance, vaginismus, that is pain with any kind of insertion um, into the vaginal area. And, and those are reported that 15% of women, you know, uh, feel that kind of pain in their lifetime. So, you know, the, the numbers are still, they're rising. And, and I think the, the pandemic hasn't helped anyone. The pandemic, everyone's no. and, and, and stressed out. I was so, just going to say stress is a big part of that too. <laughs> um, and in, in when I when we talk about athletic conditions um, with hip uh, labral tears, impingements, um, uh, you know, you don't have to be highly athletic to also incur them. So sometimes it, it is the, the athletic, but also the non-athletic patients that, you know, because of body habitus, um, size, there are a number of factors that play a role. Um, some some patients who are, are highly flexible, they have more slide and glide on their nerves and their nerves are, are prone to getting um, impinged in that region. So there are so many different factors that play a role um, for these patients. Again, Andrea, when, when there are so many factors that impact, can we say here on this, this panel that if I begin receiving treatment, if I go down the road and I get assessed properly, whatever it might be, that th there is relief in sight. There is a way of living better. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, together with physical therapists, your yeah. doctor, um, any other person that needs to come into play, you know, a therapist, um, sex therapist, regular therapist, all those people together, um, there's definitely relief in sight. It's, you know, you can be pain-free, you can be symptom-free, um, but it is, you know, it does take a team and it, it takes work. <laughs> because you can't escape it, right? It's it's right there. It's just like, I'm sitting on it right now, you know, and if it's if there's pain, you can't escape it. All right. For the listeners out there, let's say, hey, they're talking my lingo here. Uh, Andrea, how do they get a hold of you? Um, so you could either go to um, our website for, through Cora. Oh, um, what's, what's that website? What is it? Uh, so CoraPhysicalTherapy.com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. No, no, no. Yeah. Pull it up. Kyle, how do they get a hold of you? While she uh, looks that up, let's uh, shift on over there. Yeah, you could go to the website she's looking up. Um, you, could, you could also go to, I'm going to give you more options. Uh, you could also go to uh, the Body Gears um, website. Uh, that'll have all of our bios, and that's what have the direct lines to our numbers. There you go. Are you still looking it up, Andrea? If you're out on yeah. video, if you're looking at her, she's, she's working diligently. Well, Cora is based out of Florida, so you can go to uh, my Cora Health Partners. Or no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. There's multiple cores. <laughs> Hold on. Jay, I'll make it simple. Out of, they're based out of Florida. I'll make it, I'll make it simple for you. Just go to corephysicaltherapy.com. 
And then yeah. you can probably you know, springboard into other areas because it's all out there. You got partners, you got physicians, you got patients, you got everything out there. There you go, Andrew. All right, <laughs> Dr. Janaki, how do they get a hold of you? What, what are we talking about? Yeah, so I work at the Chicago Pelvic Rehabilitation Medicine office in downtown Chicago. Um, if you come see us, it's a comprehensive evaluation. We plug you in with a physical therapist if you don't have one. Um, we use medications, injections if needed um, to treat and help patients. But you can reach us at contact at pelvicrehabilitation.com. Um, we are also located in other cities um, around the U.S., um, if you go to www.pelvicrehabilitation.com, you can find a office near you. Wow. How can I even add to that? That was spectacular. Hey, if this whole this pelvic thing doesn't work out, you've got a great profession in podcasting. <laughs> All right. Hey, all of you, absolutely wonderful. Great conversation. I, I we need to get that message out. And remember, listeners go out to Andrea, corephysicaltherapy.com. Because Cora, everyone is welcome, everyone is respected, and everyone is supported to achieve great success. I put great in there. All right. Thank you very much for being on In Your Corner with Cora Physical Therapy. 